All right, so I need a show of hands. Who participated in a Valentine's Day activity of some kind this weekend? Show of hands. Something. All right. You are uh, one of many in this country who participated in, uh, in Valentine's Day. In fact, 145 million gift cards, Valentine's Day gift cards, were sent this country. Almost a billion dollars was spent on Valentine's Day cards this year. $200 million was spent on chocolate. Just in the last couple days. How many of you went out to eat for dinner this past weekend? All right. About 25 to 35% of the country did, did that as well. Somewhere around 80, 85 million people went out to dinner Friday night or Saturday night to celebrate Valentine's Day. Half a billion dollars was spent at restaurants this year. The last couple of days, $500 million. Valentine's Day is the second most um, restaurant-attended day of the year. You want to know what number one is? Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Mother's Day and Valentine's Day. There are no cooking going on. <laughs> Not in this country, anyways. Somewhere between three and a half and four billion dollars was spent in all in regard to Valentine's Day. Love comes with a pretty hefty price tag. It does in the world, uh, but it also did for our God as well. Love is expensive. This morning, I want to spend just a few minutes sharing um, a couple very simple thoughts with you. And as much as, as I want you to think that I am preaching to you this morning, to be honest with you, I'm talking to myself. And so at any point, if you choose to ignore me, it's fine. I'm still going to hear myself. Because the message that I'm going to share with you this morning is one that God knows I need to hear as much as I think some of you do as well. And that is the reality of our struggle as human beings to understand what His love really is. What God's love really is. I'm going to run through some scriptures. I've got four points, so just hang on and, uh, and we'll get through this. 1 John 4, 7 says this, Let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. 1 John 4, 16, God is love. All who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. As, uh, as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. We love each other because he first loved us. Point number one this morning is I want you to walk away with the fact that love comes from God and only God. Love comes from God and only God. Now, the great majority of you sitting in this room this morning have heard that phrase hundreds and hundreds of times in your life. You know those words, but here's the challenge this morning. Are you living the truth of those words. Because, see, it's one thing to know something. It's a whole other thing to believe something. But it is yet a different thing to live out something. 
One of the things that we struggle with in this country is manufacturing love. Trying to create love, design love, build love, make love where love is not. One of the challenges we as believers have is that we fall into the trap of trying to manufacture love, to build love, create love, design love, instead of simply existing within the love of the originator of love. And it's hard for us because we struggle so much to acknowledge the very simple but beautiful thing, and that is the fact that the love of God exists within us, within his spirit. 1 John 4.13 says this, God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he lives in us. So church, here's the thing. God is love. He is the originator of love, the creator of love. He is love. God is in us. So God's love is in us. It's the imprint. It's the image of God within each and every human being in this room and on this earth. So God's love exists within us. You don't need to go looking for it. It's here. It's right in here. But do you live your life with that truth? That point number one, love comes from God and only God. 1 John 4, 9 says this, God showed us how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world that we might have eternal life through him. John 15, 12, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way that I have loved you. There's no greater love than to lay down one's life uh, for a friend. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2, imitate God therefore in everything you do because you are his children. Live a life filled with love following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself up as a sacrifice for us. Point number two, God's love requires sacrifice. Sacrifice is the foundation of God's love. And it's one of the most difficult things as as we as human beings struggle with. You want to know why? Because at at the core, we are extremely self-centered beings. Most concerned about our own wants, our own needs, our own desires, our own opinions, our own perspective. Because at the core, we are selfish. We care about us. And the world does nothing but perpetuate that. The world does nothing but encourage that within us. And yet, if you really want to try to understand God's love... A selfless, sacrificial concept must be a part of it. Sacrifice is required within God's love. 1 John 4, 11. Since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us, and his love is brought to full expression in us. John 13, 34. So now I'm going to give you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. 1 Corinthians 13, you know this passage. If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels but did not love others, I would be only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy and understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, 
and had such a faith I could move mountains but did not love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I had to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast and be proud of this. But if I did not love others, I would have gained nothing. So all those things are pretty important. But at the end of the day, you don't have God's love if the love within you is not moving you miraculously to action. God's love miraculously moves us to do Because love is kind and patient, it is not jealous, it is not boastful, it is not rude, it is not demand its own way, it's not irritable, it keeps no record of wrongs, it does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices when the truth wins out. Love never gives up, it never loses faith, it always is hopeful and endures through every circumstance. God's love is action, it is doing, it is impossible to have God's love without action. It is impossible to call yourself a follower of Jesus Christ if your faith is not being expressed somehow, some way. Church, I love the fact that we talk about how much we love people. How much we care about those in our community. How much we desire to serve those in need. The passion we have to go out and make a difference in the world and in our neighborhoods and in our community. I love the fact that we talk a lot about that stuff. But here's the thing. It's just talk when we get too busy to actually go do it. Or when our schedules fill up and it's just simply not going to happen because I have other priorities. Or I simply don't have the money. Or I don't have the energy. Or my friends aren't doing it. You see, we can talk a really good game sitting in this room about how we want to love and how we want to go and put our love into action But at the end of the day, if we're not doing it, then it's not God love. It's human words. Many of you that have read read marriage books, one of the vogue concepts within marriages right now is is this idea that, uh, that within our marriages, sometimes love has to be a choice. Because marriages are going to have problems, they're going to have difficulties, and sometimes you just got to choose to love even when you don't really want to or feel like it. And I get that. I agree with that idea. There's some really good principle there, but let me challenge that with this thought right here. And that is, church, I don't believe love is a choice that you make. I believe love is a life that you live Because you're either living out the love, the God, the imprint, the part of God that exists within you, his image in you. You're either living that out and the miraculous actions are going to be happening around his love within you and your desire, his desire within you to express itself to the world. You're either going to do that or you're not. And it's a life that you simply just live. You don't don't try to do it. You just do it. You just live because it's the God love in you expressing itself in your life lived. 
See, here's the thing. These wonderful signs that we have hanging around our building, these funny little videos and these, these great announcements that we have and these compelling messages, that's manufactured love. Yeah, even within the church, we manufacture the idea of trying to convince you to go love other people. This is all going to fail. The only way it's going to work, the only way anything is going to work is if you allow the God part in you, the love part of God in you, to come out and express itself. That's the only way we're really going to go love the people around us. That's the, only, the real, that's the real way we're going to truly make a difference in our community. That's the only way that we are going to truly be the disciples, as he said, if we express our love, his love, in us. Everything else around you is manufactured love trying to convince you to do something. Even, even here in church. That third point was God's love miraculously moves us to action. To simply do. 1 John 4.10 says this. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. This is real love. Not that we love him, but that he loved us. Number four, the fourth point this morning. Real love is accepting the truth that God loves me. And again, I know the majority of you sitting in this room have heard that thought hundreds if not more times. You've sung songs about that thought since you were in the nursery. But I want to challenge you. It's one thing to know something. It's another thing to believe something. And it's still something else to live it out as truth in your life. Do you live out the fact that God loves you? As I shared earlier, I struggle with that for a lot of my life. I struggled with the fact that God only loved me when I did it well and when I was successful. And when I failed, when I fell flat on my face, I wasn't quite sure how God thought about me. I am coming to a point where I understand that he loves me no matter what. And I don't think it's nearly as simple as we like to make it in our two-year-old classes. And that's okay. Because God's love is complicated, it's mysterious, it's miraculous, but it is one thing for sure. It is a free gift, unconditional in nature, no strings attached, no ultimatums. God has wonderful expectations for his children. He desires great things for us, but he does not put conditions on his love.
Many of you are familiar with the, uh, the passage, Romans 8, 38. I've rewritten it a little bit. I've revised it. And I want you to hear these words in Romans 8, 38. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor abuse, nor extramarital affair, nor stealing from my company, nor divorce, nor child out of wedlock, nor drug abuse, nor pornography, nor alcoholism, nor cheating on my taxes, nor lying or gossiping or mistreating someone, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I hope you will forgive me for adding some words in there. I think they fit. Nothing. Nothing will ever be able to separate us from the love of God. It's a wonderful and perfect gift wrapped up in this wrapping paper of grace and delivered to us by the Savior of the world as he hung on a cross. Love is a wonderful thing. And I pray that you will desire to have the love that God desires for you, the real love. The love with no conditions, the love with no strings, with no, with no ultimatums. Pure, simple, unconditional love of God. Real love is accepting the simple truth that God loves you. Pray with me, please. Father, I'm, uh, I'm humbled by your love and all of your, your grace and your forgiveness. Undeserving of the way you have chased after me and chased after so many of us as you have chased after the entire world because of a love that we struggle to understand. God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for stepping down out of your perfect heaven, off your throne, and placing yourself in the middle of this world. And through your spirit, placing yourself inside of us and loving us in such an intimate and personal way. God, continue to give us the courage to trust in that love, to depend upon that love. 
And may we live our life differently because of that love. As you have asked us to, Jesus, may the world know who you are because how we love one another. It is in your name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Maybe this couple's been married 67, 70, 73 years, and, and they're in a rest home. They're in a retirement home. And you've seen the pictures. They got the big cake, and it's the sweetest thing in the world. They're holding hands. They're little arthritic hands. The sweetest thing in the world. He can't.